When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Michael Malone believes his team is not getting any kind of respect right now. You you put that in your pipe, you smoke it. Uh, Mike, you are actually getting your respect. And we'll explain why in a second. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Nuggets are up two games to none. Canty, this was a little tough to take from Michael Malone after the game last night. And I understand where he's coming from, but frankly, I just don't care to hear it. I think a lot of our guys, to be honest, they may not admit this or not. You know, uh, you win game one of the playoffs, and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest, that was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nikola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple-doubles now, third all-time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative is about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. A couple of things here. You went up 2-0. Maybe don't run your mouth so much when you've gone on the road and lost games in the playoffs, uh, as we saw last series against the Suns. Number two, who cares? You're up two games to none at this point, and if your team is being disrespected and you're just using that for motivation, good for you. Number three, I don't know how much you can talk about disrespect when you had a player win the MVP back-to-back years. Honestly. I mean, everybody knows how great Nikola Jokic is. And number four, you're playing the marquee franchise of the entire NBA for the last 50 years. And you're surprised that people are paying attention to what's going on with the Lakers with perhaps the greatest player to ever play the game. You're surprised. A couple, th- couple things what you just said. First of all, I don't think people realize how good Nikola Jokic is. Hell, I didn't realize how good Nikola Jokic is. It's my job to talk about sports. Seeing him on the biggest stage that the game has to offer has certainly changed a lot of people's minds in terms of legitimizing Jokic's MVP seasons from a couple of years ago. That's number one. Number two, Michael Malone using the narratives or the storylines as a part of a way to motivate his team. I'm wondering if it's motivation for him as opposed to his players. Because if you listen to Nikola Jokic postgame, he could care less. He couldn't care less about what people are saying. And as a matter of fact, went as far as to say he preferred it that way. Let them talk about the Lakers. We don't care about those things. We care about winning. To me, this is a situation where the head coach should be taking his cue from the players, and in particular, his best player. You know, usually it's the role reversal. You see the players taking their cues from the coach. In this situation, Michael Malone needs to listen to Nikola Jokic and follow that lead because that's what matters. You figure out all the other stuff after you've won a championship. Just win the championship. And in order to do that, you got to close out the Lakers. You're up 2-0. You're a massive favorite to win this series. 
I want to say they're like minus 590 or something like that to win the series according to Caesar Sportsbook. Like, just win the damn series. That's all that matters. It ain't going to be easy because you're talking about closing out a really good defensive team that happens to have the second greatest player of all time and a guy that's been in this situation in the conference finals not once but twice and gotten his team to the NBA finals. So pump the brakes on all of the disrespect talk. You've won nothing. Focus on what it takes to win game three in L.A. Because I will say this. You win game three in L.A., it's over. It's over. Yeah. And it ain't going to happen. It's going to be it's gonna be the long goodbye the entire game four because the Lakers are probably going to roll over. And if they don't, they'll certainly lose in game five. So it'll be a sweep or a gentleman sweep if you win game three. But that's a big damn if. And focusing on narratives and disrespect and the whole I told you so's and you guys should be talking about us, that doesn't matter right now. That, who cares? Yeah. I don't, they, I don't get that. Like, it's, it's missing the forest through the trees. And I'm surprised a coach as veteran as Michael Malone, a guy that's been in these experiences, a guy that had his team in the conference finals a few years ago back in the bubble, I'm surprised that he would take that kind of tact when addressing the media after a game two win. Look, it's first of all, it's not without precedent that people wouldn't necessarily believe in the Nuggets given what their playoff history is. Yeah. That's one. Two, they're minus 475 right now. Okay. Just at the moment. I okay. think that was higher. Uh, yeah, yeah, last night. Last, last night, night it was. It was. It was yeah, yeah. yeah, it was high. Yeah. But if you're not getting respected, how about the Caesar Sportsbook NBA title odds right now? The Nuggets are the favorite, as you would expect. They're plus 110 to win the NBA Finals. The Celtics are plus 150, even though they're down one game in the Conference Finals to the Heat. The Heat and the Lakers are both plus 850 right now. So disrespectful to Miami. So it really disrespectful. is. It really is. So disrespectful. We got Amber Wilson coming on later this have uh, later this hour and uh, about 30 minutes from now. And, and frankly, I can't wait to continue to show that disrespect to the Miami Heat. Oh, yeah, you give her those odds. That's like winding the, <laughs> winding the thing up in the back of her and letting her go. I will say this, though, about Nikola Jokic and about Jamal Murray. Those two guys, they're showing up in a big way in these playoffs. And I said coming into the postseason that the reason to believe in these Nuggets as opposed to Nuggets teams in the past has been Jamal Murray being fully healthy. Like his, the, what he's done in stepping his game up from the regular season to the postseason, I mean, it's been incredible. And you're talking about a guy that has four, count them, four fourth quarter playoff performances where he has 20 plus points. That's the most of any player over the last 25 years. And then you look at Nikola Jokic, who's had his, what, fourth straight triple double in five out of the last six games? He's gone for a triple double. And the game that he didn't go for a triple-double, he went for 53-11 and 11 against the Suns. Hmm. I mean, they are, they are on a tear right now. And if you ask me, what's the best tandem left in the postseason? It's got to be those two guys. It has to be. Like, as much as I love Braun and AD as a Lakers fan, as great as Jason Brown, J- Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are, as much as you, you love the doggedness of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, man, it's, it's got to be Murray and Jokic. And, and when you got the best tandem in the NBA and, and you got home court advantage uh, against these teams, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. It, it feels like this is the Nuggets year. I will say this, if the Nuggets don't get it this year, 
you just don't know when they're going to get it. Because everything essentially broke right for Denver to have a clear path to winning a championship. And here's a golden opportunity up 2-0 in the conference finals to put the Lakers away early and have a little bit of rest, a rest disparity, because that, that other series in the Eastern Conference looks like it's going going six or seven. You have an opportunity to do that and put yourself in a great spot to hold up the Larry O'Brien trophy. If you don't get it done now, when is it going to happen with this cast of characters? They, they right now, meaning Murray and Jokic, probably play the best two-man game in the league. Yes, I would agree with that. Jay Will, this morning, KJM, anybody who wanted to think that the Jamal Murray we saw in the bubble was just in the bubble, think again. This whole nickname for him called, you know, Bubble Murray, that just needs to stop. There's certain people that only referenced the bubble three years ago, but I, I just want to state for the record, this dude's nickname is the Blue Arrow, mm-hmm. like because he is exact right. with his shooting like that. That's who he is, right? So it's almost laughable to me because even this is two people in Denver right now. Two years ago, when he tore his ACL, he missed the whole season, okay? They got swept by the Suns. Last year, people were trying to rush him back. Oh, it's an ACL injury. You know, what's going on? You need to come back. We need you. You know, another year in which Jokic was the MVP, but he's going to fall short. You're selfish. You're only for yourself. This is what was happening in Denver last year, okay? And people were questioning, well, does he really want to be here? Now look, he is at the height of his game, and he is the perfect complimentary player to Nikola Jokic. County and Carlin in for Greeny on Sirius XM Channel 80. Listen, when it comes to Murray, uh, this guy is probably somebody that you forgot about because of all those things. And you would th- just think of those performances in the bubble, but he has shown exactly what he is. And I-, I know there are times that we tend to ride the roller coaster of how great players are. Like, I didn't get too caught up in what Jason Tatum uh, did not do in game one to take away from what he did in game seven and, you know, coming back in game six the way he did. Mm-hmm. These guys are very even. These two are very even as far as the consistency level. It's not up and down like we talk about with AD. These guys deliver even when they lose. Yeah, but I think it has a lot to do with style of play, right? Because Nikola Jokic is not a traditional big, and, and Jamal Murray, uh, I mean, he's one. he's one of the best – shooting point guards in the entire NBA. I mean, think about this, big fella. Jamal Murray averaged 20 points during the regular season. He's averaging 27 points now mm-hmm. on 47% shooting from the field, 41% from three, and 91% from the free throw line. It's damn near 50, 40, 90, 27 points a game. That is an incredible incredible line and you and it speaks to the efficiency that he operates with but he can't do that without Nikola Jokic controlling the complexion of the game and that's why these two guys are one of the best two-man games in all of basketball because they do such a great job of playing off of one another and they have such versatile skill sets so you have those two guys leading the charge and then the shooting from Michael Porter Jr. and the contributions that you get from the other role players KCP and Bruce Brown in particular it's not a surprise that the Nuggets are in this situation. It's just that we thought coming into this postseason, would the Nuggets wilt under the pressure and the expectations that this should be their breakthrough season? So far, they've responded with an emphatic no. The best teams start with the great talent. When it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Let me say this, though. Jay Williams, the, the, they call Jamal Murray the Blue Arrow. That's kind of a weak nickname, isn't it? <laughs> sounds, like, sounds, like, sounds like a character from DC Comics. <laughs> I thought he was talking about like Avatar The Last Airbender, that kid who has the blue arrow on his head. E- either way, it's not, your a, time. it's not the greatest nickname, is it? Yeah, listen, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Nah, the Blue Arrow. The Blue who, Arrow? Who is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does feel like a a, a tertiary superhero. Yeah, we, we, got, we got to come up. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's a C-list superhero. Exactly. We got to come up with another nickname for the boy, man. That's not, that, that does not reflect how this dude plays because he has been outstanding. If outstanding. you think your NFL team is making the playoffs again this year, Think again. Canty explains next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and your smart speaker. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. A green list from Mr. Canty is on the way on the NFL teams that made the postseason this past year. And if you're planning on making it this year, yeah, maybe not so fast. Shout out to Javante for the Pete Rock and CL Smooth on a Friday, too, by the way. Very nice. Very nice. Canty and Carly in, cut. in for a greenie on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So I, I did attend the gala last night. Uh, where I was a little bit concerned if I had the uh, proper attire because the attire was listed as festive cocktail. What the hell is that? So festive cocktail, cocktail? what it it means apparently is some brightly colored type things. 
and, uh, you know, just looking like you're having a good time. So I uh, went with uh, what I was told by my wife is a sapphire, not a blue suit. Sapphire. Sapphire. Uh, Suit. Pink shirt. And for the first time in my life, a pink pocket square. I have never worn a pocket square. You look good. I appreciate that. Uh, Shout out to my friend Julie Alexandria, uh, my former co host on Beer Money, as well as Amber was too. But um, I texted Julie because Julie knows this stuff inside and out. And I said, Is this festive cocktail? And she said, Lose the tie and go get yourself a pocket square. And I stopped on the way in. See, and to me, that's, that's, that's business casual, though. That, that fits into I business agree. casual. But here's the thing. When I got there, it was clear I was not the only one who had no idea what festive cocktail was. Yeah, but see, was. I, that's the thing. When people start putting together these events and they give the attire, just break it down simply. Is it casual? Is it business casual? Is it formal? And if it falls under one of those three, then say this is what it is with a theme to go along with it. So just say business casual with a spring soiree theme. Cool. I understand what that means. That means I can go with the pocket square. I don't need a tie. I, I'm I'm respecting the the seriousness of the event, but I'm also here to party. Cool. I I hate when people do that. So as you mentioned, you went to a gala last night. Uh, I also went to a fundraiser last night for a political campaign for city council, Youssef Salam, who was one of the Central Park Five. Um, he's running for his first post in elective office. And so I went to this event, and the organizer texted me and said that the attire was very, very business casual. Wait, now, what? I took that to mean it's a step under formal. So I showed up yeah. suited and booted. Like, when somebody says very, very business casual, yeah. I take that to mean, okay, this is business casual. You can get away without wearing a tie, but it needs to be a blue or black suit. Exactly. You need to have on some nice shoes. It needs to be like, hey, we're, 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 we're being serious here. This, this is a heavy event, the gravity of it. So when I get there, I see folks in jeans. I see folks with fitted caps on. I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? That's not what you told me the attire was. And he said, well, yeah, I said very, very business casual, meaning very, very casual. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why didn't you just say business, then very, very casual? Exactly. Like, like you, you put the very, very in front of the business instead of the casual. You had me all confused, big fella. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you, what the hell is going put, on? If you put the very, very in front of the... I, I would read that the same way you did. And if you put the very, very in front of casual, that would say to me, okay, I'm good with a pair of khakis and a button-down shirt. Yeah. That's, well, I might that's even have business, thrown, very, listen, very casual. I might even have thrown on a pair of dark-colored jeans with a yeah. nice spring sweater because okay. it was cooler. Out I might have went that route. Okay. Folks were in there with fitted caps on. I'm like, wait a minute. I could have done that, too. I could have been chilling. Uh, oh, I'll I'm, tell you what, though. I, I, uh, people, people, people have to be very clear. And when I say clear, don't be fancy or elegant. Keep it simple when it comes to the instructions on attire for events and galas. Very uh, simple. It's casual. It's yeah. business casual. It's formal. It's one of the three. It, go with one of the three, and then you can tell us your theme afterward. Cool. But when you call this festive, elegant, and very, very business casual, it, it's too confusing for us. It's well, too confusing. I, I will say this. Number one, it was an incredible uh, gala for uh, the dream charter schools 
up in your old neighborhood in in the South Bronx, mm-hmm. and I was at one of these uh, charter schools, uh, Twenty Bruckner, and it, unbelievable the work they're doing. Check it out, wearedream.org. Wearedream.org, amazing stuff. Uh, but secondly, I do have a little bit later a social conundrum from the evening that I need to ask you about of uh, something that I saw somebody doing, and I don't know if it's socially acceptable. So that is coming up very shortly. First, though, Canty and the Green List. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. These are your five playoff teams in 2022 that will miss the playoffs in 2023 from least to most surprising. Number five. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that they're in trouble when you consider their quarterback room features Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Big fella, you mean to tell me those are your two best options? And then, oh, by the way, the guy that's pulling the strings is Todd Bowles, who has proven absolutely nothing as a head coach. Last year with Tampa, the four years with the New York Jets, just absolutely abysmal. The game management issues is what's so appalling. All you got to do is go back to the Cleveland Browns game or just look at the Cincinnati Bengals game at home late in the season. You're talking about them having a double-digit lead, going with a fake punt to Gio Bernard. Only problem is Gio Bernard didn't know he was getting the damn ball. <laughs> that, 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 like, that, that's who the guy is. It's Ty Bowles. Can't feel great about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making the playoffs. They were 8-9 and nine last year, so a losing record. They limped into the playoffs. I mean, essentially, they were just the least worst out of the worst division in all of football. I don't think that they're going to repeat and get back to the postseason. Keeping it pushing. Number four. The Minnesota Vikings. Listen, Stevie Wonder can see this one coming. This is a team that won 11 games that were one-score games. That's not sustainable or it's not something that can be repeated year over year. And so when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, their defense is going to be a work in progress. They lost a lot of leadership in that locker room because Eric Kendricks is now with the Los Angeles Chargers. So I'm a little bit concerned about where that team goes overall. Their their offense is going to have to put up a lot of points. And, and let's also say this, Kirk Cousins is their quarterback who's great in 1 o'clock games but not great in other start times. So I just the Minnesota Vikings, I don't feel like you can trust them to go back-to-back years into the postseason with all of the moving parts that they have on that team. Mm. Number three. The Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, Carlin? How about them? How about them Cowboys? Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. And everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about? Dak Prescott's one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the conference, but that's not saying much. I mean, I wouldn't think that Dak Prescott is a top 12 quarterback coming off of the season that he's had. Check that, coming off of the seasons that he's had. Because even though the Cowboys have gone back-to-back 12 win years, big fella, you are talking about a quarterback that has 32 turnovers in 18 games across the last two regular seasons. Think about that. 32 turnovers in 18 games across the last two regular seasons. That's not great. You know what's worse? Mike McCarthy taking on more responsibility. He kicked Kellen Moore to the curb. He used that guy as the scapegoat to keep his job for 2023. Guess what? Probably not going to work out with him having more responsibility 
more involvement with the play calling on top of the game management issues and the discipline issues that he's already demonstrated across his first three years in Dallas. They ain't making a postseason. Cowboys fans, guess what? 2023, it ain't your year. Number two. The L.A. Chargers. And here's the thing. I like what the Chargers are bringing to the party on paper. It looks great. The only problem is the team that they start the season with usually ain't the team that they end the season with. They have so many guys that were out last year. Think about this. J.C. Jackson, Rashawn Slater, Joey Bosa, those guys were out in October. They were out. Like uh, Derwin James missed significant time last year. Khalil Mack in spurts was banged up. Like they have a lot of moving parts. Now listen, they put together a good group of players and they added to the firepower around Justin Herbert by drafting Quinton Johnston in the first round. I love his playmaking ability. They got an NBA team at their wide receiver core when you consider Keelan Allen and Mike Williams flaking those dudes. But I just don't have any confidence that they're going to stay healthy. And to add on top of it, you're talking about Sean Payton now being in the division that already has Andy Reid as well. I just think from a coaching standpoint, the Chargers are third best in the AFC West, and we know how important coaching matter, how important coaching is and how much it matters in this league when it comes to team success. So I got the Chargers missing the playoffs. Wow. Number one. Miami Dolphins. Miami oh, Dolphins oh. missing the playoffs, and I get it. Two and nine people are going to come after us. Amber Wilson, who we're going to have on the show, is going to come after me. But guess what? You can't feel great about a quarterback that misses as much time as Tua. He's missed parts of six games last year. That's a third of the season. It's hard for me to believe that this team is going to be good enough with the quarterback missing that much of the season to get back to the postseason. Cowboys, I thought, should have been a little bit higher. little surprise maybe the Giants weren't on the list, but it's right there. It's right there. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. Buckle up. Here comes the propaganda. It's about to be insufferable around here. Grinny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Greeny, the podcast. Butler on the right side has to put it up, does, around, and down! A dagger three by Butler to push the lead to 10. Miami takes a 1-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, 123-116. Uh, game two tonight. Here comes the propaganda. We'll get to it in a moment. It's Greeny coming to you live via the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose and Canty's Green List just moments ago was presented by our friends at Sherwin-Williams. Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 35% on Emerald products and Super Deck stains now through May 22nd. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. How did you feel about the list, big fellow? I, I felt, felt good about the list. You I felt, felt the, good about the list? I okay. felt the Cowboys should have been a little bit more of a surprise of not making the playoffs than the Chargers, but... I guess it's fitting that you had the Miami Dolphins as the number one team that made the playoffs this past year to not make the playoffs next year, considering who our guest is. And that's Amber Wilson of Joe and Amber fame, who joins us right now. She, of course, is the world's foremost uh, Miami Heat fan. And uh, listen, we had to bump her from Wednesday because she had spent uh, enough time on uh KJM that morning spread, uh, spreading her propaganda, and uh, she joins us right now. Amber, <laughs> yes, it's Canty I, and Carlin. Thank you for having me, guys. A trash list there, Canty. I didn't hear it, uh, but I did hear what Carlin <laughs> just said about the Miami Dolphins. A trash list. It is my favorite time of year that I get to come on with you guys and talk about the Miami Heat because I know both of you just have the utmost respect for the Miami Heat fan base and for the organization. Well, here's question one, Amber, with that in mind. Uh, How do you sleep at night knowing you root for a team that ruins basketball? (laughs) We didn't ruin basketball in game one. We actually put up offensive points in game one. There was offense that was played. The Knicks series, listen, let's not discuss that series. That was some ugly basketball. Mm. Even for those of us that were Heat fans and Knicks fans at times watching that series, it was grueling, but it's a whole new series, gentlemen. Amber, are you aware of how insufferable the term heat culture actually is? <laughs> uh, you, by insufferable, you mean the best thing you've ever heard and you're watching it play out in real time. And I in don't real think life. that means what you think it means. They have four <laughs> right. undrafted players, guys, in this rotation, heavily in this rotation. I believe seven on the roster overall. What else is that other than heat culture? How do you explain it? I... I, I wish that we could, but I, I don't really care to because I hate hearing the words heat culture <laughs> as much as we do. Okay, let's let's change gears then. Do you agree that Duncan Robinson has an exceptionally punchable face? Uh, no, I feel like that about Austin Reeves, though. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, we're being honest. Oh, my God. Oh it's like Caruso the year before. Yeah, um, Caruso had a punchable yeah, he face. Very punchable. The Lakers are always good for that. You know, they always have uh, one of those guys uh, with a punchable face. But, no, I don't believe that uh, with Duncan Robinson. You know, Boston's a little bit known for Duncan, right? And it's uh, there's some beauty in it that the Heat are playing so well there. And also playing well from behind the arc there because that's the way to beat the Boston Celtics is to shoot 51.5% from deep. (laughs) So just to nail down on this series, Amber, because we spent a lot of time talking about the the, the matchups and the different players, 
there is only one first-team All-NBA player in this series, so we're in agreement that Jason Tatum is the best player in this series, right? Oh, no, absolutely not. That is a complete <laughs> falsity. We're not in agreement on that. I also said it as we were going into Game 1, and I said it loudly. I gave the reasons that the Miami Heat were going to win Game 1 and eventually go on to win this series, but particularly Game 1. One of my four reasons that they were going to win Game 1 is they had the best player on the court. And my co-host, Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber, or Joe and Amber, it should be Amber and Joe, <laughs> the bosses didn't listen to me. Joe and Amber, <laughs> 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. That's how you plug. Joe pushed back on me and he said, are you sure Jimmy Butler is the best player on the court? That's Jason Tatum. And I said, you can have the argument with me that Jason Tatum is the best of the regular season players, that he's better than Jimmy Butler in a regular season. You cannot argue with me that he's better in a postseason because despite him denying it, postseason playoff Jimmy is a very, very real thing. And that dude at times, when he feels like it, is darn near Michael Jordan. It's just the reality oh. of it. Now, I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan. Relax, oh. Carlin. I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan, okay? I'm not saying it's sustainable. I'm saying at moments, and you saw that moment, it came in the third quarter of that game when the Heat were quite literally on a historic run for a single quarter in the postseason. That's what Jimmy Butler gets you. Jason Tatum, fourth quarter Jason Tatum, I've seen a lot of that Jason Tatum over the years. Mm. We're talking to Amber Wilson of uh, what should be called Amber and Joe. And uh, it is Joe and Amber uh, from 7 to 9 (laughs) Eastern on ESPN Radio. Uh, Would you agree at this point that rooting for the Miami Heat is like rooting for the New England Patriots of 15 to 20 years ago? Well, I wish it was like, oh, 15 to 20 years ago. I was going to say, I wish it was like rooting for the New England Patriots. I wish we had that many titles. I wish it was that obnoxious. So no, well, I more so agree. that they have no talent except for one guy. Uh, oh. uh, listen, I'll take it if that one guy ends up being the greatest to ever do it, like Tom Brady was. But listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not out here actually saying Jimmy Butler is that. What I always look at when I'm looking at the Miami Heat and how remarkable it has been the last four years with Jimmy Butler and the success that they've had is, man, what would it look like if we did have one other superstar? And I know Heat fans hate that, and I just can't stop my mind from going there because I feel like there would have been then several rings. It's amazing what Jimmy Butler does with the cast around him that he has. And Bam, obviously, is a very good player. You saw it in game one, but Bam's streaky. Bam's not always aggressive enough. I'm not going to call Bam a superstar. I mean, I understand why some people even have trepidation about calling him a star, although I think he probably is that. Jimmy Butler really is out there doing it largely by himself compared to the other teams that are still left in the playoffs. And if he just had one other guy, if he had one other guy, uh, but it's credit to Spo because he does have the best coach in the entire NBA. That you guys can't argue with me about. No, and that's where I wanted to go, Amber, because we spent a lot of time talking about all of the matchups on the court, but the matchup between the two coaches has a lot to do with what we see on the court. And I wanted to ask you, how much of a mismatch is it between Joe Mazzula and Eric Spolstra? I think it's a huge mismatch just in terms, obviously, of head coaching experience. And I don't think Missoula is, by the way, handling the media the best here in this postseason. Those frustrations are palpable. The questions about the timeouts, it's a little much for a 34-year-old rookie head coach. But the reality is that Eric Spolstra has that pedigree. Of course, he's got the championship pedigree. I think he's hands down easily the best coach in the NBA, even though he's never won coach of the year, which is a disgrace. And the NBA should be ashamed of itself. I digress. The point is here that Joe Mazzula might end up being the greatest coach ever eventually. He's 34. He's a rookie head coach. It's a total mismatch in this given year at this given moment.
Yeah, you don't want to win Coach of the Year right lately, though, Amber. Well, that's true. You can win yeah. it a couple times, and you're still going to gonna your, lose your job. You so you might be right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I, I, you know, listen. Finally, something we can agree on on the coaching mismatch. But I'm just thinking about what the possibilities are going to be. I may have to take two weeks off if it ends up being Lakers Heat in the final. That's because okay. between I'll... the two of you. I don't know if I can take that. Uh, I'll take over your airways. You I'll, take your t- I'll take your Perfect. time slot. I'll take my time slot. I'll but take then all that's, the time slot. Uh, but then, uh, then I have to work with Joe, which is really a loss <laughs> for me. I mean, <laughs> it's bad point. enough that I get that final, but come on. <laughs> Amber, best yes. of luck, and I, I truly, truly mean that. No, you Because I, I can't root for the Celtics. I well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I still don't know if you mean it, per se, but I guess oh, I if don't. you're choosing between the lesser of the two evils, I appreciate you choosing my Miami Heat. Enjoy uh, that too, be, Amber. Enjoy I think it's it. still going to be I think it's still going to be a long one, guys. I think it's going to be a long one. The Heat are like that that gnat that never goes away, right? And just wears you down and wears you down and wears you down. We saw them almost do it to the C's last postseason. I think they're actually going to get it done this postseason, but it ain't going to be easy. Thanks, Amber. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Tune in tonight. It's Game 2 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. It is the Celtics hosting the Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. So there are reports coming out now. Uh, we started to see some reports yesterday that James Harden was going to opt out of his deal with the Sixers. Keith Pompey uh, of the... Uh, Sixers, is he with the Bleacher or Philly.com, the Philly Inquirer, mm-hmm. uh, covers the Sixers for a long, long time, uh, reporting that Harden is expected to reunite with the Houston Rockets. I mean, to me, that says two things. Number one, he's probably going to get a max deal for three to four years. And if that's the case, goodbye. Yeah. And number two, winning's just not that important to James Harden anymore. It's not. Well, I, I think he tried it with, with the Brooklyn and Philadelphia experiments, and they, they failed. So he's going to go back to his comfort zone. If he can. If he's not going to win a championship, he can not win a championship in his favorite city, which is Houston. I mean, for goodness sakes, they've got his jersey hanging up in gentlemen establishments. Down yes, like they he, do. Like, he, if he wants to be – if he's not going to win championships – then he's going to resign himself to making a whole lot of money and being comfortable. If which I'm is not going to lose, I may as well be comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to fault a guy when he's going to make max money going well into his 30s. Uh, you talk about a guy that's going to be 34 next year, so if he's going to be getting max money, like being able to make that kind of scratch over the next four or five years into your late 30s, God bless him. I didn't think there was going to be a team out there that would give him that kind of money, and I can't help but think – because of where the Rockets fell in the lottery, that they pivoted from focusing on building around one of those top three players to potentially using James Harden as the veteran presence for young guys like Jambari Smith and, and Jalen Green. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. I just wanted to ask you about a social situation from last night. Mm. I saw someone at this formal event. I won't say who. wasn't anybody anybody would know off the top of their head anyway. But they sneezed right into a cloth napkin and blew their nose into a nice cloth napkin. Mm-hmm. Not acceptable. Why is You're, that not acceptable? I, I, where, is, where is the faux pas in that? I, I don't get it. It is a nice cloth napkin that somebody's going to have to clean up. I mean, a year, two years ago, that would have been the equivalent of handling, handing somebody a bomb. 
I, I don't know I don't, if you I can do that anymore. What's wrong, what's wrong with the cloth neck? I mean, it's what's the difference between doing that versus blowing your nose in a tissue? You throw the tissue away, the cloth throw the napkin gets thrown in the But the cloth napkin gets thrown in the washing machine. What's wrong with that? But somebody has to handle it in between. I don't think that's uh, at all acceptable. Cam, where do you come down on this? You're only 25. Your social graces are generally lacking, but I'd be Excuse interested me. to get your take on I it. am very anti-sneezing into a cloth napkin because it just feels weird not throwing it immediately away after you sneeze into it. I agree. I, I, I was I surprised. I, I, I could not disagree more with you guys. I, I could not disagree. So with you when guys. you were at an event, you were at two events yesterday or an event last night, yeah. did you sneeze or did you blow your nose into a cloth napkin? Didn't have to blow my nose. Would you, But you would do it. I would do it. I absolutely have no reservations about doing that. Whatever's most handy, whatever's closest by, that's what I'm rolling with, big fella. See, I got to tell you, I did not have me having better social graces than you on the bingo card here. Wow. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.